Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. May the merry bells keep ringing, happy holidays to you. Welcome back, my friend, to the Help, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. Can I just say thank you? Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know a lot of you were sharing your most listened to podcasts last week. That was like a thing on social media. And I was so honored, like genuinely so honored to be featured in so many of your top most listened to shows. Thanks. That just means so much to know that I'm not just talking at my plants in my office and you are actually benefiting from this no-nonsense nutrition, self-care, and mindset advice that I am sharing with you. More of it is coming your way today. I am sharing a clip of our most recent Nutrition Coaching with Nicole group coaching call where I shared 12 holiday truths and tips with my rock stars to ensure that they have everything they need to enjoy the happiest, healthiest of holidays. And so I'm going to share some of those tips and food truths with you because I want you to have healthy, happy holidays Where food is not something you fear, food is not something you stress about, food is not something you feel guilty for enjoying. Food is something that enhances the memory making and brings more joy and pleasure to every moment and allows you to remember what actually matters most, which is not calories or carbs or sticky pudding. Although it's okay to enjoy all of those things this holiday season too. Without further ado, 12 holiday food truths and tips for you. I actually just got off a podcast recording with a mindset and manifestation coach. I'm going to share that podcast with you um, in a couple of weeks as we get ready for the new year. And she was talking about how in order to manifest incredible lives and to embody the people that we want to become, we have to believe that we are incredible people now, right? It's what we talk about. Like you can't wait until you weigh X to be intimate with your partner or to wear a bathing suit or to go to Disney world and ride the ride. You have to believe that you're worthy of those things now so that you can then become that ultimate highest version of yourself. And just hearing her talk about this, I don't know her in person. So it was really cool just to hear her explain this in a completely different way than how we talk about it. But it was the same thing. Like you have to believe you're worthy now and that you're incredible now and that you're successful now, even in these teeny tiny ways. And then you prove to yourself, I am a successful person. 
I am a powerful person. I am a person who does what I say I will do. And then that expounds, that compounds over time. That's what I'm looking for. And then you create bigger, more powerful success. So let's talk about what we came here to talk about. Holidays. I don't know how it's Thanksgiving, but I guess it's here. I recently saw a meme on Instagram and it was like, being an adult is basically just like saying, I can't believe it's X insert holiday here already over and over again. And I was like, oh gosh, that's totally me. Like, I feel like that's me. Um, it may also be that it's like 80 degrees here and Thanksgiving. So that's throwing me off a little bit, but it's Thanksgiving. So I'm going to share some, I just kind of took a snapshot of my brain of like all the things that I feel like if we remember through the holiday season, we're soaring. We're totally confident and in control of our choices. So these are my healthy holiday truths. If we want to have healthy, happy holidays, believing and embracing these, I think 12, maybe tips is crucial. And none of these are going to be surprises to you, but I think just to reaffirm the first, this first list is kind of like basic truths that you could honestly affirm every single day of your life. (laughs) They were, are always true. And the first is you deserve to eat every day, regardless of what or how much you ate the day before. This usually becomes a really big snowball effect starting around Halloween Thanksgiving, because we think, Oh gosh, I ate that huge meal yesterday. I ate all that candy last night. I should eat less today. I shouldn't eat today. And then we just oscillate between the restrict, binge, restrict, binge, restrict, binge cycle. It's just constant, right? The snowball just grows and grows until finally we're like, whatever, I'm going to give up till January. No, you deserve to eat every single day. Even if you overate yesterday, you deserve to eat today. Even if you ate all the things that you said you weren't going to eat, you deserve to eat today. Okay. Remind yourself of that. Second is food is not earned through exercise. Depending on how you've cultivated your social media feeds, you may be seeing a lot of the opposite right now. Like, Hey, you need to burn X number of calories for every ounce of Turkey you eat, or you need to burn this many calories. If you eat stuffing or pumpkin pie, no, you earn food simply by existing. And the best way that I think we can understand this is I want you to think about a friend or a family member who maybe is not able to move their bodies. Maybe they cannot exercise for whatever reason. Would you ever go up to them and say, you, you didn't exercise today. You know what? You can't, you can't move. You don't deserve to eat. No, no, like that would never be okay. That is the abuse because people need to eat. It is necessary for existing, for life. Yes, exercising does increase our energy needs. So the more active we are, the more food we need, but you do not earn your food through exercise. You always need to eat. So you don't need to burn off your Thanksgiving dinner with a turkey trot. You don't need to work out extra hard for the next couple of days because you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. You ate, you had a meal, moving on, embrace those healthy habits, move because you want to, because it makes your body feel good, not because you're using it as punishment. This one has recently been popping up a lot this week. One day of eating will not ruin anything. So the other day I posted something about saying, no, thank you. Right. It's a complete sentence. If someone's pushing food on you, we have lots of food pushers this time of year. And someone was like, well, it's really hard to juggle this 
with recognizing that like one piece of pie or like one huge meal isn't going to ruin progress. And I was like, no, no, no. Like one piece of pie or one huge, massive meal never ruins progress. doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving or like any other Thursday, your progress is a result of what happens most often, not ever singularly. I did some math for you guys in the U S there are 11 major holidays that we celebrate. Let's say you blow up all 11 of them. You decide to just eat everything because you're feeling it. It makes up 0.03% of your year. If you just eat everything in sight for 11 days, 0.03. So that means out of the year, you still have 99.97% of the year to make progress. Now, I know you're not going to blow up the day because we know that that all or nothing thinking mindset doesn't help anything. But I just share that with you to demonstrate how we get so overwhelmed with one day. It's nothing. Like it's literally nothing in the grand scheme. So it's not about the day. It's about what happens collectively. And lastly, on this little everyday truth list, nobody knows your body better than you do. You are the only person who can speak up for your needs, for your wants, and to set boundaries. So remember, if you want something and someone's questioning that, you can still want that. That can still be what's in your best interest just because someone else is questioning it. If you don't want something and someone's pushing it on you, you can kindly and politely say, no, thank you. I would be overly full if I ate that and I would really love to have the recipe, but I'm just not able to eat it right now. Even if somebody else doesn't get that, your needs are still valid. One thing that I think is really helpful to remember this time of year is that people respect the boundaries that we set. If we have no boundary, people don't know what our limits are, right? Like people aren't mind readers. And sometimes I think we think family members can be, that's not fair to them. And it's not fair to you. So if you don't want someone to talk about your body, tell them, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like you can kindly and gently say like, Hey, it actually really triggers me when we talk about my body. Could you tell me like, something exciting that happened this year, let's change the conversation. When we set these boundaries, most people will respect them. And occasionally there'll be a family member who doesn't, but you know what? That's all right. Just rubber and glue. We're just going to let that bounce. But most of the time, if we say, Hey, I don't want to take leftovers home. Thank you though. This was delicious. I loved every bite, but you know what? I'm really trying to work with my nutrition coach on meeting my energy needs and having this stuff at home just isn't going to be helpful for me. Awesome. You know your needs. Nobody else does. Stand up for them. These are a little bit more holiday oriented. The first we already talked about, no thank you is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain your food choices to anyone. So if someone was allergic to dairy and they were like, oh, no thanks. No one would question it, right? No one would be like, well, you should really try this. You should really, are you sure you don't want it? No. They would be like, oh, cool. you can't eat this. That's fine. You choosing not to eat something also just as equally fine. That being said, nothing is off limits. You know that all foods fit in a healthy, balanced relationship with food, or at least I hope you know that at this point. If in your brain, you believe something to be off limits, you are going to want it more than you've ever wanted it in your entire life before. That's like if right now I were to gasp Say your name and tell you that there's a naked person behind you. Don't look. 
everybody's going to turn around and look. It's human nature. Like when you tell a two-year-old, hey, don't do that. And they sort of like give you that smirk and then they do the exact thing that you told them not to do. We're all just those kids, but in grown-up versions. So if you go in and you're like, you can't have any dessert, like you really can't have any dessert, you're going to want dessert five times more than you wanted it to begin with. Give yourself what you want. Start with a small piece first. And then if you want more, you can always go back for more. Nothing is off limits. How much you eat is always in your control, even when what you eat isn't. This one is really helpful when we are going to families' houses where perhaps we don't know what's being served, or we're going to a family or friend's houses where we know what's being served and we know that none of it is going to be goal supportive. This can feel overwhelming. And what I want you to acknowledge is that I can always control how much I choose to eat. So even if the only things that are available to me are carbohydrates, I can still choose to honor my fullness cues. I don't have to stuff myself with that 100% carbohydrate meal. I can eat until I feel good and then be finished. So even if what is outside of your control, and I would argue we can bring something, right? You can offer to bring something so you have some item that's in your control. But even if you can, how much you eat, yours, right? Nobody else knows your hunger and fullness cues. You were the only person who can honor that. Saving calories. Don't do it. It always backfires. Restricting and depriving always leads to binging. So this is like an age old story where people are not having breakfast because they're saving up for later. They're not going to have lunch because they're saving up for dinner. And I get it. I really do get it. I used to do this when I was stuck in my disordered eating days. But when you think about it, it really just sets you up to do the opposite of what you want to do. I am going to deny my body something that it needs because I'm a living, breathing human being. And remember, just existing earns me food. And then I'm going to go put myself in front of a buffet of food and expect myself not to overeat it when I've literally starved my body of the energy that it needed earlier. I get that we're trying to monitor how much we eat, but the easiest way to do that is by eating consistent meals throughout the day and then going to enjoy your Thanksgiving meal. I know sometimes for some reason, like holiday meals are at arbitrary times. Like we just somehow skip the breakfast, lunch, dinner vibe. And we're like, oh, we're going to have this meal at 2.30. Like, I don't know what that is, but we're having it in the middle of the day. That makes it a little more complicated, but we can still make sure that we're getting some snacks before we go or having something prepared for afterwards. So once again, we're not just like digging into leftover cold stuffing, unless that's your jam. One thing to remember, carbs and fats are always more accessible. And this is fine. This is not a bad thing. What it means is that you likely, if you want to feel good, I likely want to prioritize protein and vegetables in those surrounding meals. So it's totally fine to prioritize protein and veggies at the meal. I know I like to make sure I have turkey on my plate. I'm in charge of veggies. So I'm going to do roasted Brussels sprouts with butternut squash. I'm going to make sure those are on my plate so that I feel really good walking away from that meal. But I also know that meal is going to be really carb heavy because I will be having dessert and I will be enjoying sweet potatoes and I will be enjoying the other things that are on our table. And that's okay. But then I want to make sure that I start my day with a really protein heavy breakfast and I'm probably going to have a very veggie heavy lunch so that I'm making sure that my body's getting what it needs surrounding this carb and fat heavy holiday. Proactive wins every time versus reactive. 
So going in with a plan 100% ensures more mindful choices. Remember, your brain doesn't know the difference between thinking through something and actually doing it. So if you think about how you want to feel after Thanksgiving, you think about how you want to feel laying in your bed Thursday evening, and then work yourself backwards. What choices do I have to make in order to feel that way? How do I show up if that's my outcome? Think through that first before you ever go, before you surround yourself with copious amounts of food, carbs especially, and people who can potentially trigger you and cause you to just react and eat emotionally. Think through what you might do. So I've been talking with a lot of you this week, already coming up with plans, making sure that you load up on the crudite tray for appetizers while everybody else is potentially like eating more carbs and fats, making sure that you bring a vegetable that you feel comfortable eating so you know you have something, making sure that you have a high protein snack an hour or two before you go so you're not ravenous, thinking through these things and having a plan sets you up for success. Now, the plan may not go the way that you want it to 100% of the time, but it will always result in more positive outcomes than if you just wing it and fly by the seat of your pants. And last but not least, abundance wins every time when we compare it to scarcity. So when we have this mindset of, will I only get this this time of the year? We feel like we need more. We need to get our money's worth. I hate eating at buffets. Like I always have. And it's because I grew up in one side of my family. I am the only female. All I had a brother, all male cousins. And every time we would go out and eat at a buffet, they would feel like they had to get their money's worth, right? Like, well, we came, we paid and it's all you can eat. So there would literally be a bathroom trip in the middle of our meal so that they could excrete and then refill up on more food, right? Like this is living with, with males. I got used to this, but it was so gross to me. Like I just couldn't handle it, but that scarcity mindset, forget the fact that they could come back for dinner. If they, they could come back in an hour, if they wanted to, right. They could come back the next day. Same thing with holiday food. You can eat Christmas cookies every day of the year if you want to. You can have stuffing and mashed potatoes and baked corn and green bean casserole every week if you want to. So it's not only going to be available to you on Thursday. Think about what you do have and what you will enjoy and what will leave you feeling good. Come from that place of abundance. Like I get to choose what I want to eat. Not that I have to have all of it because it's going to go away starting tomorrow. It will completely change how you feel. And this applies for every area of life. So like abundancy versus scarcity has been proven to win over and over again. The easiest example that I can share with you is I read the book, You Are a Badass. Highly recommend it if you haven't read it. And there are a couple spinoffs, I think, like You Are a Badass at X, Y, and Z. But one of the examples that she gave is if you constantly tell yourself, oh, I can't do that. I'm broke. I wish I could do that with you. That sounds like so much fun, but I have no money. Ugh, I'm so poor. I have absolutely no expendable cash. That then is the identity that you embrace and you're focusing on what you lack right? Scarcity mindset 101. So that then becomes 
who you show up as. You never get yourself out of that stuck, broke, scarcity mindset because that's how you continue to show up. But if you focus on abundance, hey, I'm really working on saving, but I don't think that's something that I can do just yet. Can we plan on that for the future? That sounds like so much fun, but I'm really trying to prioritize saving my money right now. Let's let's do something that doesn't cost money. I would love to spend time with you. Focusing on the abundance version of that, even if your financial status is exactly the same, has They've done research on this. People actually go on to accumulate so much more wealth with that type of I can, I will, I have mindset, even if they don't right now. So we can imagine that the same applies to food and to progress. May not be where we want to be yet, but we're on our way. And if we focus on what we can have and the progress we have made and how far we have come, we're going to make much more progress moving forward. Instead of focusing on, oh, I can't have that. Oh, I haven't lost any weight this, this month anyway. What's the point? That's only going to keep us stuck in that type of mindset. So these are my 12 tips. I felt like I've just pulled out the, the most common things that I talk about in coaching conversations. But I would love to hear from you guys. I would love for you to share. What are some things that you do to set yourself up for success over the holidays? Do you have anything that has worked or maybe something that really hasn't worked that you would recommend? I personally find that like thinking from your future self is my most favorite used strategy ever because I think if you really sit there and think, okay, so how do I want to feel at the end of this day? And like you said, Nicole, there's Friday and Saturday and Sunday too. Do I want to let it spiral into the whole weekend? How do I want to feel Sunday night going into my week the next day? And if you just kind of work a little bit backwards from there, you can plan ahead and be really intentional and mindful with those choices. And then you get to feel the way you want to feel. Like, I feel like that should be really what it's all about is how do you want to feel at the end of it? And what, you know, of your favorite foods do you want to enjoy and still feel good about the choices that you made at the end of the day? So that's my favorite strategy I ever use is starting from like my future self and then working backwards. I love that. One of the things that I sometimes do as a spinoff to that, and it's really just creating mindfulness, but I do if then planning. So if I have a third piece of pumpkin pie, how might I feel? If I don't have a third piece of pumpkin pie, how might I feel? And so maybe it's just thinking like, I would probably be a little overly full versus I'd I'd be okay. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing out because I already had two pieces. I just feel like everybody else is still eating and it would, you know, maybe be slightly uncomfortable to sit here not eating, but I would feel physically better. So you can always kind of visualize, like, if I, if I don't, how do I feel? And it should be really all about how you want to feel, like, not about what anybody else wants you to eat, not about what everybody else is doing, but how do you want to feel at the end of the day, at the end of the weekend, at the end of the whole holiday season? I think it's just like really important to think about. So true. And one more thing that I might add is many of us have more than like one holiday meal coming up in the next couple of months. Let's say you make a choice that doesn't leave you feeling awesome. It's also not the end of the world. Like you don't have to write yourself off. It's a game. You just realize that by making those choices, the outcome isn't maybe what you wanted it to be. Maybe you feel bloated. Maybe you feel overly full. Maybe you're crampy. You have to unbutton your pants. That sucks. But you know what? It just gave you feedback that you can apply the next time you're at this level of the game, the next time you're in a similar situation. And I love thinking like that because it takes the judgment off. It takes the pressure off. Like this is your life. You eat multiple times a day. I can't even tell you how many meals you eat in a lifetime because it's so freaking many. So if you make a mistake at one, 
use it the next time. And you can then collect more feedback, more data. So if you make a choice that leaves you feeling really poopy because you just got caught up in the vibe or you got caught up in what everybody else was doing, it's fine. Deep breath. It's not the end of the world. Go make food choices that just light you up and leave you feeling fantastic. That's what I want for each and every one of you. Love you all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.